What is going on? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Happy Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, here with my co-host. KG in the house. And we got Mailbox Monday going today, but before we get into it, as always, client shout-out time. Oh, sometimes I forget about this one. You, you want to start here? I got to pull up my records. <laughs> Pulling up the records. I just want to shout out, instead of shouting out one client myself, um, I just want to shout out everyone who did take advantage of that 90-day uh, New Year Transformation opportunity we had put out. Obviously, that was an amazing deal. So to everyone who did that, um, you know, obviously, we're getting things cooking here. Uh, it's just getting started. You know, I guess we're almost two weeks into that transformation and some big things have already happened. So once again, I just wanted to kind of commend everyone who did jump on that because that is going to be huge going forward. And uh, we're going to see if we can maybe get something special. Um, you know, if you weren't able to jump into that earlier and you're hearing about it for the first time, uh, feel free to kind of shoot us an email because we do want to work something out and we want to be with people and our goal here is to you know help everyone unlock their maximum potential so this coaching isn't necessarily for you if you've never really stepped foot in a gym maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast if that's the case you know definitely go watch some of the forum videos get that foundation going listen to a few of the episodes but if you've been in the gym you know for six months a year two years three years five years and you feel like you're going stagnant and you need something to kind of as a catalyst to really help you get to that next level to kind of unlock your maximum potential Definitely check out our website, colossusfitness.com, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-Fitness.com, and go to the online coaching page. Definitely reach out because, once again, my goal is to take people from good to great, and a lot of people don't even realize what they're capable of doing. You know, They think they're doing a good job, and then I say, hey, I wanna change this with your training. Uh, this, I'd rather you know, switch your volume here, switch these movements, and I take a look at every person and say, you have great um, you know, shoulders, maybe you have a great chest, maybe you have great abs. Let's you know, accentuate that, let's build upon that, and then maybe this isn't so great, so we need to program more there. And instead of you, know, you just doing curls because you like them, and maybe you already have great arms, instead we're gonna bring up everything, work on that symmetry, and really take you you know from the 2.0 version of yourself to the 8.0 so it's all about unlocking that maximum potential then looking at the nutrition looking at the lifestyle we're taking all those pillars and that's my goal so once again just a big shout out to everyone there and uh, if you want shoot an email tell us you're very serious and we'll see what we can do and you know we've still been letting a few people trickle through because I do love this you know this 90 day new year opportunity just because it's a great way to kind of have that end date and set um, you know set and when everyone's talking about resolutions you'd be like I already achieved mine so I love That's that. What's up. Don't wait until the new year. And it's funny because a lot of people don't realize like how much potential they actually have until they start coaching with us and until we can kind of take a look at, you know, what they've done and what they could do to 10x the results. But uh, my little shout out here is one of my clients, Mike Stokes. He's uh, an in-person client and he's such a beauty. He's 41 years old and he came to me with very small goals. Hey, I'm just looking to fix an imbalance and, you know, get stronger. So it's very like nothing crazy. And, and then as we started training together, um, once again, he's 41 years old and he was wasn't even able to deadlift without uh, getting back pain for like the next three days and we were actually able to take him and hit a 385 pound deadlift PR and then yesterday he did 405 on the squat and he continuously says to me I literally had no idea I could even do this until we started training together and he's trying to motivate everyone out there that's over 40 who you know is making excuses sitting on the couch and then nothing fires me out more than someone who comes in and this is a PT client but um, just with the programming that we do and, and Josh has helped me along the way creating solid systems and a workout routine that's going to take someone who thought they could only squat 300 to be able to do over 400. So huge shout out, amazing job, love the work ethic and uh, keep it up, Mike.
Nice, all right, so for the first question, uh, we have hidden calories in food is my question. So for example, I myself struggle with portion sizes when it comes to sauces. What I think is a portion amount given, like one tablespoon, ends up being three, which is where those hidden extra calories can break you or your deficit. Any tips on how to help with this issue? Plus, you guys are awesome. I start to do a mindset activity to listen to motivation tips during my rides to work, and you guys have been incredible. So thank you so much for the kind words, and yeah, I've always been a you know, sauces have always kind of been something we villainize just for fun. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, and thinking back, I remember like we used to love Subway. I had a lot of Subway way, way back. I think the quality of Subway has really yeah, gone. Yeah, I haven't had know. it in a long time. But that's a that's a separate thing. I've been going to Firehouse Subs. I like Firehouse Subs. You know, if I get a sub, I'll go there. It's proper. Subway has just gotten gross. But I used to love Subway. Like I would eat there almost every day. Um, randomly but and I remember you know other people would go too and they say oh I'm healthy and they'd go okay let me order all my stuff healthy ham you know get a nice uh, bread whatever get a ton of veggies and then they go I'll get Chipotle Southwest mayonnaise and ranch please and I was like whoa and like between those three sauces believe it or not it was like literally well over 40 grams yeah. of fat which is Definitely, nutty. I think more even yeah yeah just for three sauces like that's bonkers right and you would never know you think you're being healthy you think you're doing the right thing getting vegetables you know lean meat some bread and you know right there boom or the other example is Caesar salad you know yeah. people think they're doing so great but like that is like you know you're gonna get like 30 grams of fat from the Caesar and the croutons and like what's the point even there you know you're getting a little bit of iceberg lettuce which is essentially just water and you know kind of depraved of any form of micronutrient so it's just like you know you're kind of breaking yourself there so obviously sauces can be very dangerous and there's different sauces so now obviously I can villainize Caesar but if you love Caesar it's all about doing it within reason but usually that's not how it works usually people glob it on you know there's salad or whatever it may be you know time to time I love ranch ranch is probably my favorite thing you know I'll have it with wings or something but I'll have to log well in advance because it's so hard to make it fit it's mm -hmm. just it's a great sauce for a reason because it's just you know sugar butter oil all these things like you know it's just gonna kind of get everything cooking because you're gonna be like man this is this is money but once again it's hard but you can also do other things like hot sauces being a staple sriracha so you know Frank's Red Hot is literally zero cal so you can go wild with that you know it gives you a ton of spice you get a little bit of sweat going you know kind of feel like you're earning it when you're eating that food it makes it a little more enjoyable in my opinion you know barbecue is a great sauce for the calories yeah it does have some but it's not gonna be up there with the ranches and the mayonnaise you know like so it's all about you know kind of playing with what you like I like hummus and a big tip for me has been um, especially this individual here uh, she said she struggles with figuring out what is an appropriate portion size so when she thinks she has one tablespoon she's actually having three so what I do and I mean obviously the only thing I don't like is it's not the best for the environment or for you know my finance is just buying prepackaged hummus so for me I'll buy prepackaged 120 20 calorie hummus because normally if I get a big thing of hummus I'll eat the entire thing mm. and as much as I'd like to be that person that's really responsible and just portions it out and whatever and I can be don't get me wrong I just like knowing that it's 120 cals no matter what I do I can just dip my veggies in it be super happy and enjoy it from there so if you really do struggle with actually doing that you know try the prepackaged route and obviously if it's too expensive or you don't want you know that extra plastic going out there uh, another good solution is buy the big one you know have some little Tupperwares and just portion it out yourself maybe at the start of the week and then that way you already have it all prepared measured weighed whatever it may be uh, ready to go 
So that is a good tip for the sauces. So once again, um, mustard's another good one. That's zero calories. Like things like that. If you if you really read nutrition labels, you'll start to understand. And it's not to say you can never have ranch or mayonnaise, but just know that if you do those, you're going to be utilizing a lot of your caloric budget. So if you have a ton, you know, it's going to leave a lot less room for other things. And to me, at the end of the day, I'd rather good food than sauce. But every here and then, uh, you know, I do like ranch with uh, fries or wings or something. I just really have to you know kind of heartily eat all day like usually when I do do that I'll just have protein and some vegetables pretty much throughout the day just so I can go out and have that and still make it fit still be on you know track with my goals and get things cooking there do you want to talk more to her question of like hidden calories and yeah so well first of all like uh, yeah and this is good for hidden calories but what I was gonna say also is just try to overlog like honestly I never for my sauces and stuff lately I just really haven't been measuring any of it but I've been doing this for so long but I just know that like if you take like a knife full of peanut butter it's never gonna be just one tablespoon so usually I'll put like 1.2 upwards of, of actually two tablespoons. That's why you should measure it. Yeah. but like, I, I never used to measure and I thought I log one tablespoon I measure now and I eat I'd say three or four tablespoons. Yeah. Like, like I, I just take I like no a knife full. I have no idea how like, much I actually eat. And yeah. if you don't know how to weigh you put the peanut butter on the scale you turn it off you turn it on it'll say zero you scoop it out and then you know that's it yeah. like it's literally so easy yeah. but if you don't have like a one of the scales like I mean most of you guys should but I, I haven't touched a scale in a long time and Ten bones yeah I just I, I would just take a, a spoon and you could like just use that as like a, obviously it depends like it it's not ideal but if you don't have one like you don't want to have it layered like way up there and, and that's gonna be more than one tablespoon but at least over log it like yeah. like put double you know and that's kind of what I do but like there's so many hidden calories and this kind of goes to what I was saying is just over log everything like if you're on a strict diet uh, it's way better especially because a lot of things aren't actually fully accurate out there like if you get a you know sandwich from some random um, you know variety store you know just make sure to log extra sauces extra oils and stuff like that just to be safe because you know when some people think they're in a calorie deficit they're really not and that's one of the biggest weight loss mistakes I find yeah and bear in mind take Kyle's advice with a grain of salt because he's been doing it for a while so he probably knows what two tablespoons is but if you've never measured it it's very hard to know what it actually is because even with the hummus you know I used to think I was eating 30 calories of hummus I was probably eating 400 calories and like once you do weigh it you get a very good understanding weigh or measure either one works and it's not like you have to do it forever once you do it for a bit you get to know like I'm sure he can eyeball it pretty perfectly but like when you do it a few times you start to understand like it's the same with like a medium banana but so just to have that foundation because already people tend to have a discrepancy in their logging mm -hmm. of you know I think it's 10 to 20 percent um, and you know things like this will just make it worse and worse or sorry I think that's without doing it perfectly you can have up to 10 percent I believe don't quote me on that exactly so even if I measure and log everything there's still little things that aren't right like even you know prepackaged things like there's mistakes that happen mm -hmm. so there is going to be discrepancy and that's why logging isn't an exact science but our goal is to make it as close to perfect as possible now not everyone has to log as well you know eventually you can get you really have to do what works with you you know you can do protein calorie just calorie you can do um, what's the intuitive eating yeah. I personally don't have the discipline to do that I've it's something I've as much as I'd love to it's just not in me you know I'm, I'm someone that if there's food I'll eat until I can't until there's no food left so you know for me to combat that I have to be very responsible measure and I find that's where I'm the most happy so that's kind of what I've gone towards whereas a lot of people have been in as long as 
me can go intuitive and they can be completely successful but you know I, I can admit to myself that I'm not I don't have that level of discipline so I have to force it and that's where I have success but if you if you're someone who wants to cut you won't need to be as accurate as possible because you know a lot of people say they're cutting I'll take a look and I'll say wait a second like you have cream and coffee you know there's a hundred calories you have this you're not logging this properly you didn't account for your ranch here you didn't count for your Caesar here and then before you know it it's like eight or nine hundred calories yeah. and then if you consider that over seven days that's a that's an immense deficit right and that's gonna be a huge hindrance and at that point you have no idea what's going on like it logging is almost there's almost no degree of point if you're not tracking everything and I think some people too you know like for the longest time maybe the first year or two I would like be like oh I don't want to log the milk in my coffee it's so small it doesn't matter but you know 40 to 60 calories you do that like two or three times a day that's gonna add up and like um, it's gonna mess up right and if you consider you miss 200 calories that's 1400 calories a week so you need to do your best to be diligent once again can't be perfect but it is something to consider especially if you're cutting um, but to his point of overlogging is the odd time like if you're out it's good because if you're someone who's never done anything and you just start over or under like it's gonna be all over the place yeah. so you need that first point of accountability but like if I'm at subway and I see the dude globbing on my zesty sauce or whatever it is and like he does like four lines I'm gonna have to probably log a lot more than I thought and but you can also control it when you are eating out if it's places where they kind of build it for you so like for me at Subway I'd always say one line of whatever you know sweet light onion. mayonnaise sweet onion That's whatever it is and honestly too it doesn't help anywhere you go read the nutrition facts and get an understanding like they'll have a little sheet like when I used to go to Subway because I, I thought it was healthy when I started and I started reading it and I'm like what the heck like a lot of this is like super dense and fat like it's just all these sauces right and because me you used to get um what is the one we always Chipotle, uh, no. Chipotle Southwest? Yeah, that was the one. And then I probably used a calculator beefy. and we're like, holy. I'm like, I thought I was in a deficit. That's That definitely takes away from try, it. Try Googling it while I'm talking down Subway sauces out of curiosity. I just think it's a funny one. I mean, sure, everyone had a Subway phase. Um, I think a lot of people got out of it. But, like, knowledge is power. It's crazy. But, yeah, if you can portion out, even at my burrito place, I'll say a handful of rice. Because here's the thing, too. You know, I'm talking a lot about um, measuring and everything but I do eat pretty much a burrito bowl nearly every day. Um, so for me, like I try to control things how I can, like I'll get a, a handful of this or half a handful of this, or maybe two scoops of salsa. And like from there I can do my absolute best and that's all you can really be asked to do. Um, but once again, being real with yourself is your best. And this is a really good question because I think it is really tough. And now I guess the next thing is home cooking, you know, like let's say you're eating someone's home cooking um, and they made, I don't freaking know, like something, right? And then obviously you're gonna have to say, ooh, like, what would this recipe made with? Is there oil, whatever? So like, let's say it's a burger, perhaps I'll log a burger from a similar place I know that's kind of similar in its grease level, and I just gotta guess my best. And at the end of the day, you know, if I log it and I'm starving more than normal, it's possible I ate less than I thought and I could kind of decrease what I logged there. But on the flip side, you know, if I'm stuffed out of my mind, I probably ate a little more and whatever, you know, you move on for next time you have that idea. But, and a lot of this too is context dependent. Like if you're cutting, it's going to matter more if you're maintaining, you know, obviously you have 300 more one day, maybe one day you underlog a bit, it will level out, but any luck finding it? I mean, I just see the Chipotle sauce, a hundred calories in one serving. Um, but, but it's hard to know what it's, it's serving. It's hard to know what it's serving. That's that's the thing. And usually they they load it on. Like but yeah, you'll, you'll get better. It's practice. Once again, we just use it as an example. Uh, so anything else to add there? No, we've got another question though. Let's hit it. 
What is the best gym you have ever been to? Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm trying to think back to our YouTube days because we did a bit of traveling to Boston, New York, all that stuff. John Cena's gym was pretty cool. I just remember. The only reason I liked it because I hit a... That was a fun one. Massive PR. Well, not massive, I don't think but... it's his gym. No, like... I remember that, too. It's a, some gym he used to train at in Boston. Yeah. Was that Hard Knocks? Yeah, it was Hard Knocks. I think we called it that just like for like the clickbait title, John Cena's Gym. But he did go there and yeah. I don't know, maybe he owned it or something. That was cool. I just like the atmosphere. I love like those heavy, those plates that just like cling together and like I hit a massive PR so I was pretty pumped and it was a cool atmosphere. Everyone's cheering each other on, yelling at each other, slapping each other. It's pretty intense when I like powerlifting like or when I was like competing and stuff but uh, what do you think here? I'd say the best gym I've ever been to is my home gym, probably. Good Life Markington. Jeez. But bear in mind, right now it's garbage. I hate it. Like, I'd rather not go there. But when I first went, so when it was Gold's Gym, so it was like really the first big gym I went to. It was Gold's Gym at the time in Canada. And um, it was so, everything was brand new. They had these cr tons and tons of hammer strength machines, so many good um, barbells, plates. There were so many really, like, you know, motivated type people in there yeah. because it was so separate from Good Life at the time, which Good Life was a little more casual. So everyone in there was training super hard. I was getting started. I was super hungry. I was learning, you know, just trying to absorb as much as I could. They had the pool, the steam sauna, the dry sauna, like cardio cinema where you could, like, watch movies on the treadmill. And at the time, it was just like the sickest place. Like I couldn't get enough. You know, I'd be there like three hours a day. Um, now it's super greasy and dirty. What was there good, today? Good Life bought it and all the barbells. Like you can feel other people's sweaty moisturizer. And I kid you not, I walked in there the other day and it just B.O. Yeah, punches you in the face. It smells worse than anything. Like I put my clothes in the locker, I swear I smell after. Like <laughs> it's too bad to see how far it's come. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not the worst, but like it's just not what it was in its yeah. prime and all the yellow and to me that gym was super special, but we've been so many cool gyms, like we've been to Alpha Elite, that was okay, it was oh, yeah. super toasty, we've been to, you know, Hard Knocks, we've obviously been to Scott Herman's private gym, that was cool too, you know, like we really like Torque, cool. I mean we've gone to cool Ohio. Yeah, New York gym with Matty Fuzzaro, like that, that was, was right. fun too, that was a cool little one. It's um, always fun like... Goku Flex's gym was yeah. kind of weird. That was cool, like in Going a basement. Remember they had a rock climbing yeah. wall? Lifetime's pretty cool. Those are like, it's yeah. a huge mecca. But I'm not a fan of Lifetime. I don't no. have them in the States. And a lot of people are going to say, what? How can you not be? It's like the best. Like to me, it's just more of a resort. Like I couldn't see myself going yeah. there and wanting to work hard. Like to me, like there's just so many things and it's hard to get to the gym that yeah. I think people like, you know, kind of just like how bougie it is and to say they go and hang out. Yeah. And I could be very wrong because I've never signed up there, but I have worked out there maybe like five times. And that's my opinion towards it, you know, like even the, to me, the actual strength facilities weren't the best. And like, to me, I kind of prefer a gym where I can, you know, kind of crush it. It's not too over the top, but I do like some amenities. I also don't like a super hardcore gym. I mean, I do in theory, but I also like, you know, there's a nice sauna. I can go in the change room. It's yeah. not completely gross. So that's just me. We had a great time. Like this was when it was in its prime, uh, Fortis Fitness. So Omar Issa. That too. I'll, I'll go like, with you. Okay. That I think could also be, you go yeah, with that. That could just, be one of my favorites ever. Yeah. Because like, you know, until we got told to stop filming just the yeah, atmosphere the was great is a, a yeah. unique guy i'll leave it there 
but you kind of pulled the rug from under us you know we came in mm -hmm. it's like you guys are awesome you're super strong you know what you're doing you can film here forever mm -hmm. don't worry and then one day Kyle forgot his camera and we called about it and he said you can't be filming in here yeah, you so absolutely like, can no filming and we said but you said we could film whatever and he's like can't have it no filming like and we're like what yeah so that kind of that kind of killed that for but us. they had a cool turf like the equipment is like stuff you've never seen like even the a lot of times people ask in our hip thrust video like where do you get one of those things but they have like some bench that kind of like moves with you and helps you increase the range of motion for the hip thrust and you know he definitely invests back and oh, yeah, some yeah. of the strongest lifters he in the world there like sure. is a really really cool gym and I mean maybe we'll go back one time but we used to commute almost two and a half yeah, hours just to go there day just to go to that gym and we would try and work in that area like we did a lot just to, to be there I mean unfortunately it's very hard to kind of get in there and get working out there because you know they're not too keen for gas and I, I think it's more he did really market as a really hardcore training facility but near the end of our time there too like it just I don't know it wasn't the same to me people were like quarter squatting everywhere leaving stuff like I don't know it lost its kind of allure maybe I just liked it at first a lot because it was new but that was just me but that also is yeah probably one of my favorites yeah it's it's sweet so what about our current favorite um current favorite the good life one yeah so. so we go to we so a lot of people ask, oh, you you know, you rent space at a specific gym, you can go to all these other cool gyms, but I mean, Good Life does the job, it really does, and we this go to one, one in Pickering. One. And, and it used to be, that used to be an extreme fitness, so yeah. it's unique in its own way. And like, it's funny to hear like every, what everyone likes and prefers and stuff, and you guys will probably notice some trends for us, but like we like when there's, you know, some solid bars, when there's good motivation, when it's not empty, when there's a bit of turf, like there's all these different things, but here I just love the fact that everyone there is just putting in work, there's a bunch of big guys there's a bunch of you know decent looking girls and stuff and it's just like a good atmosphere like when you go in there you're like okay I'm here to put in work you know there's a steam sauna there's like all this good stuff whereas like some gyms we go into there's like the lowest grade horrible music with like nobody talking and just like nobody like even pushing themselves at all and it's like I can't train here just a bunch of nonsense this, this going is on. nonsense this sucks whereas like this gym has all around everything that we need and like you know we, we definitely go far for it so and I'm big for atmosphere some yeah. gyms you walk in and like no one's taking it seriously you can tell everyone's on their phone like you know but there's some gyms where people are just hustling you know it's a you can just tell you know it's good machines good people people respect the gym they're cleaning up it's got a good vibe there's enough sun but not too much sun like I don't know it just this gym in particular is a great atmosphere and we really like going there so shout out to good Brock life road picker rock road yeah it's sweet you can pretty much find us there yeah all the time 10 a.m. what is the oh how do you create a successful fitness Instagram mm. that's a great question cutie hm. with a booty cutie with a booty Oh, we've had a lot of different phases. That's actually what we started with. We started with a uh, cutie with the booty Instagram well, page. Actually, we, we started sold, with uh, a, you started with a Twitter. Oh yeah, I started with Twitter workout grind. Shout out. That was in the high school days when people told me to stop tweeting on my personal, so I made that account, and that was fun. And then we switched over, and we've had some Instagram phases where we just tried to Did build. Did we make it. our page first or not? No, we had like a small one, but then like we made a. Then we made another, so we had a buddy who made a lot of money, um, you know, kind of hustling and uh, just selling, like, Instagram shoutouts. So on Instagram, there used to be a lot of big pages, so you could, you know, grow a page, 
post other people and then eventually you know upcoming guys and girls would want their photo shout out so they'd pay you to shout it out so our buddy was doing that and we're like what the heck we want to do that so essentially you know him and some other people helped us build up a pretty good page that was pretty big in size and we tried doing that shout out for a while but it just wasn't for us you know obviously we we like our knowledge and being a face of it and we tried a bunch of different things and so we we're like yeah so obviously shout outs were a big component to building that then eventually we made a program called cutie the booty that's actually a really good program i think we sold quite a lot of that like you know i think we ended up selling like almost Somewhere a thousand, over a thousand or yeah a thousand which e is pretty awesome and like it was good because it kind of it was a good structured leg workout i wonder if anyone you know would remember that at all but you know so we kind of started playing around with that but and then obviously we made our own and we've really grew that up and then we've backed off of that a bit but i think the number one way to honestly grow any page is just document and add value yeah that's literally it and we, we always get asked that like you know our instagram really has been growing we've honestly been investing a lot into uh, the podcast as you can tell and then our youtube is like kind of our backup but you know instagram is something that's not our main priority but a lot of times people are asking with like 100 followers like hey how'd you get up to 50k like what can i do and my biggest answer is always like be consistent add value i mean obviously if you're a girl you can post a million booty pics and you'll do well there if you're jack just you know uh, you also want to create something you want right Right? Yeah, like, it's true though. And that's why I really, I mean, nothing wrong. If you want to document that and showcase your success there, yeah. I have nothing wrong with it. But I mean, if you're someone that that's not your personality type and you don't want to, you know, be out there posting half naked photos, I wouldn't recommend necessarily compromising just because everyone else does. Mm -hmm. You can sell out a lot of value by being yourself, being quirky, kind of showcasing your journey. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can do it. Like if you do like posting that and you're proud of yourself and you want to market it, sure. But yeah, you definitely have an easier time yeah. if you do go that route. Definitely sure. be careful though, because I feel like some people get stuck in that. Like they think, oh, I'm going to start doing it. And then they build up a fall and like, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life and sell fit teas and and protein powder and stuff and and you have to actually ask yourself is this what I want to do for the next like 10 years and I think for us we've been really lucky to be able to get you know 95 almost K on YouTube uh, 50 K on Instagram and then the amount of you know uh, listeners we get here from just being a couple of dudes that like fitness quality over quality. that aren't uh, you know on steroids and and posting booty pics every day like I don't think you guys want to would want to see that but we just try to add value and that's what we originally started with like how can we add value every single day on all of these platforms and you know if you can do that and be consistent with it and and post the right stuff then I think you'll do well yeah we just try to avoid shortcuts I mean once again we've talked about this before but you know avoiding drama you know cheap shots to get subs or views and for us you know I'd rather gain one quality person over 20 you know non-quality people that won't add or be positive in our community that's a uh, 26 minutes Wow it's bumping. I know we went off on that first question a bit, yeah. but I think, you know, obviously logging is a big umbrella term and there's so many different little kind of avenues to it, so we'd add that. We also have some great logging um, articles on our website, a couple blogs you should check out. So once again, that's colossusfitness.com. You go browse the coaching, go browse the blogs. I mean, I think that'll be today's takeaway. Want to end her up? Yeah, and uh, thank you so much. If you do, like uh, Josh was saying, really want to take advantage head to our website. We will open up our coaching. We're not sure exactly what we'll do for you. Maybe it'll be a 60-day challenge, maybe a 75-day, um, something like that. But we are looking to change a couple more people. And we will cut this off very soon. Like, I'm dead serious. If you don't inquire now, there will be a time where you send us a message and we say, we literally cannot take you on. So if you are serious and you are looking to get in the best shape of your life and uh, everything that Josh said at the very start of the podcast, head over there. Please leave a review. 
Um, I think we do need some more reviews because I feel like we've done so many episodes, like over a hundred, and we don't even have like one review for every episode, and and that would be a nice thing to do. But makes me cry. Yeah, it makes me cry every time. But we'll see you in the next podcast, and uh, talk to you soon. Cheers.